Hello and welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 185. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. I'm the so-host, Seth Ott. I'm joined by the bro-host, Jared Buckendall. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Buckendall. Hi, I'm the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and I am joined today by the co-host, Cody Mike. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Welcome, Jared. Really nice to be here. Glad you guys could have me. <laughs> I don't know where you got that fucking idea, but that was funny. Uh, Literally came into my head two seconds before I did it. <laughs> I always, I every like... week that you introduce me, I kind of like had to like panic a little bit like what am i gonna say and i end up saying something stupid so that mm-hmm. was just a product of that finally 180 some episodes i finally am proud of one see i have the benefit like of it. a sounder before mine so i at least have like a good five second panic session to figure something out before <laughs> because he just throws it right to you yeah i mean i think i think that one was a good example but it's always funny to me that and like you know, occasionally that happens on chic tweets too, where it's like, you know <laughs> that we're going to do it like we've yeah. always done it oh, every yeah. week. And it's not until I'm saying, and I'm joined as always, that yep. you're finally like, oh, I guess yep. I should be on this. <laughs> I mean, it's the same logic in my brain that that I forget to do the chic tweet 50% of the time until you hit the sounder. Like, some yeah. weeks I remember, some weeks I don't. I, I, it's, I don't know what's going on. So as you can tell, audience, this is a well put together show. Yeah, yeah. You think you do? They, no doubt. You know, Malcolm Gladwell does say you have to do something ten thousand times before you're good at it, and we're only at episode one eighty five or whatever we're on. So we still have a long ways to go before this will be a good podcast. It's true. Nine thousand eight hundred and fifteen podcasts to go before we're experts. So bear with actually, us. I Thank you for being 10, here during our hours, training actually. So we might be getting close on that. Yeah, we might be close to that. <laughs> Man. We are climbing, climbing in terms of cumulative podcasting done. 10,000 um, hours. Bit, but Do you think yeah. you've done anything for 10,000 hours? Video games. Yeah, okay. That might hmm. be it, but definitely vi- well, watching TV, but I don't think you can be an expert in watching TV. I'd say eating food, I would beg to differ. Eating, yeah. I rarely fuck eating up at this point. I feel like I'm pretty much an expert at that. I don't know, though. We'll see. We're going to keep on plugging, keep trying to get toward our 10,000 hours if we're not there yet. Uh, so we're glad you guys are here with us for 185. We got a lot of movie stuff. So we had a really great episode last week with Travis Horn a.k.a. JT Energy, who was awesome in his interview. We've gotten a lot of great feedback from you guys out there about last week's episode. So thank you for that. And big shouts out to Travis again for a great episode. If you missed last week's episode, highly recommend you go check out at least the interview portion with Travis, which was which was awesome. A lot of good nuggets of wisdom. Just really, really fun conversation with him. But because we had Travis on last week and we were so um, into his interview, we didn't do movies. So we got a couple movies from last week. We got a few new ones that you guys have watched this week. I've watched almost nothing, as per <laughs> usual. And so we'll get to a bunch of reviews later on in the show. We got some fun topics to talk about our thoughts on as well. We're going to get into the headlines with news or nonsense in a little bit. But we're going to start things off like we have been for a while now. Let's get you titillated here with uh, some titillating topics. Titillating topics. 
forgot about this segment, so I got to pull that website up. <laughs> Crank it up. Pull that cord. You priming it? You got to prime the engine first. Yeah, I do. Got to prime it. up. Got to okay. choke it. <laughs> got to choke the the titillator. Got to choke them tits. Um, <laughs> um, what do you say? What do you think? Should we do three tits this week instead of five? The old Total I Recall. I, I, I like <laughs> little Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> or mall rats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think three sounds good, and I also think that Choke Them Tits is probably going to be our episode title this week, oh, so thanks no. for knocking that out early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really hope something else funnier comes up, because I really don't want that to be the title. All right. There's we will send this episode into Hymns this week. to get a sponsorship as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're re- the the titillator is, is fully primed. We've uh, pressed that button a whole bunch. We're ready to pull the ripcord on the titillator. We're going to pull up three tits this week to topic about. Let's go ahead and hit the titillator. I actually got to hit it again because uh, that was the one that we've had. Here we go. There we go. All right. Our three tits this week are <laughs> pipe organs, <laughs> uh, paper boys, <Stop. laughs> paper boys, and okay. Olympic games. Ooh, you know it's funny. I, we could weave we could weave a story together that uses all three of those. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Right. Like, um, I was a young paper boy in Athens when the Greek Olympics were going on a handful of years ago, and I remember delivering papers to the Olympic Village, which was a pretty big deal for me. And so I uh, I remember going in there and handing out papers to the Olympians. And one of the things that, that some people talk about um, that happens a lot is a lot of people are having sex in the Olympic Village. So when I would go in there to deliver my papers, there was just pipe organs everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh <my> God. <laughs> and see. Hold your applause. Hold your applause. It's fine. It's fine. I, uh, I'm curious. Did either of you two growing up, were you ever like a paper boy? For like a job, paper boy, paper boy, paper boy, not not All that kind of paper boy, paper like boy. actual like you know video game style paper boy. You're throwing papers into like vampire houses, watching out for dogs chasing you. Um, I I I was a paper boy for you like a, a year route? or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you bike it or did you get driven? I I had to bike it, and I remember specifically I would always try to load up because there was like a big bag, and I'd hang it on like the. Uh, handlebar of my bike very much lopsided I'd have to like you know because I fell over I remember one time 10 11 maybe I remember I put so many newspapers in my bag because I was like I don't want to go back to the central hub to like re-upload or I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now basically i loaded up too many papers and i remember my bike fell over and i was too little of a feeble kid to pick it all up so i had to like pick up a few go deliver them come back pick up a few go deliver them (laughs) rather than just i it would have been so much easier to just take like one pack go deliver them ride my bag back but instead i crashed and i basically i just had a, a pile of papers on the side of a road that i kept going back to to pick up and deliver um 
But it wasn't. It wasn't like uh, the thing is those these these newspapers. Like in my mind, I'm thinking Paperboy. You know, the rolled up like rolls, Mm -hmm. and you're like tossed them like that. These were like the Tuesday like advertisements they were like in a plastic wrap so like you could Mm. kind of throw them like a frisbee every now and then which was nice um so that was uh, yeah wow i completely forgot i was a paper boy for the longest time um that's funny i always wanted to be one i can just picture little jb in his fucking pickle outfit (laughs) spilling papers everywhere oh yeah oh man that's not bad problem solving though for a 10 year old uh to think i can just leave the papers on the ground and go this is home now. <laughs> yeah, this is the central hub. I do. So I never was a paper boy, but I did go on a paper route a couple of times. So I had a neighbor who their family like would deliver the, the paper. So like on, so I'd stay over Saturday night and Sunday morning. That would be part of like, if I were to stay over, I have to help do that. Oh, was it like um, super early in the morning? It was like four in the morning. Yeah. Oh, and so this kind of weaves in. I think I've told you this story, Jared. I don't know. You might know this, Cody. You, I think you, you know the neighbor. He was the the one who was across the street from me. So I remember specifically, and Jared, the story lines up with Pizza Hut here. So when I, I stayed over one night, we were up pretty late to like two or three playing video games. I don't know if we even went to bed. I don't think we even maybe even went to bed. But we had ordered that night a bunch of Pizza Hut, like meat lovers is what they wanted. <laughs> so we got a bunch of meat lovers oh, pizza. No. And yum, so yum, we yum. ate, we were eating the pizza like all night because we didn't finish it all. So we just like, oh, we're hung. You know, we just go grab a slice of pizza in between matches of SmackDown versus Raw. Like, so I'm full of fucking pizza that has been sitting forever. I, so we go to leave on this paper route. I remember specifically <laughs> being in the back of this van surrounded by stacks of newspapers because this is newspapers you would have to like t- uh, rubber band up so yep. you take the stack rubber band up and chuck them mm-hmm. at the place or set them down you go set them down and i just my stomach progressively as i'm in this van i'm sleep I, i'm tired i'm fighting sleep because i haven't slept yet i have a ton of n- fucking greasy ass pizza in my stomach and then also i'm laying in the back of this thing so i'm getting motion sickness we at one stop i've just can't handle it anymore and i just barf out the back of this van and that was i had acid reflux going because of that pizza it was just like one of the worst i remember that being like one of the worst moments of like just feeling stomach wise just like like i just felt awful just ralph so much pizza I really thought you were going to say I turned and threw up on all the newspapers and, <laughs> no. and kept rolling them. <laughs> no, I would have felt oh, terrible. No. And then you throw it and it hits the fucking oh, front boy. door and leaves a little bit of barf on the front door. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah, your paper boy. I can understand why your paper boy career was, was not a long one, Jeff. <laughs> that, that's understandable. God. Puking as a kid. I, I always was so afraid to puke anywhere. I, I, I never really had that problem as a kid. Oh, but isn't no. the... Am I remembering right that both of you guys have that same reaction to Pizza Hut meat lovers meat that you lovers, bark all yeah, the time? Yeah. Is that a we, thing? We, uh, <laughs> I don't know when it was. I don't know if it was all three of us hanging out, Seth and I just hanging out, but we discovered it. And <laughs> it was like this come to Jesus moment that we finally figured out the key, the missing key to our childhood, that Pizza Hut meat lovers pizza ruined our lives. <laughs> Oh my god! Because well, now I, I know again, what to I, order when I'm with you guys. I, I, I no, I, I think I'm I, actually. I haven't had meat lovers in a long time. I'm assuming I'm good now, but I don't want to get too far into it. I was the worst child ever. I would get sick <laughs> constantly. Like 
no lie, many, many, many nights, I remember my parents, 2 o'clock in the morning, getting the shop back out and cleaning carpet <laughs> because I ruined oh, it for them. No. So, um, yeah, get a, if you're out there thinking about having children, don't. But if you do have one that's put together and don't give them <laughs> meat lovers pizza. <laughs> and we never had it. Like, I only ever had Pizza Hut when I go to friends' houses. My parents yeah, didn't same like here. it respectfully. You know, I, I agree with them. Pizza Hut is not my favorite. Um, but I would only have it when I'd go to, like, sporting events at school or, what, friends' houses. Hmm. So. I still like pizza. I had Pizza Hut last weekend. It was delicious. I ate way more of it than I should have. Yeah. In fact, that's the only time pizza makes me sick is when I eat the entire goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when pizza makes me horny. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. From left we field. Don't, we, don't, we don't need to worry about the choke the tits thing. <laughs> because pizza made me horny is, is going to be tough to top, I think. Pizza makes me horny. Made, oh, my God. That's the oh, auto. That's your two. autobiography right there. <laughs> wow. That is fucking Jesus. Wow. Nobody it, asked for it, but we were glad that you delivered it. <laughs> I would have spit my drink everywhere if I had it in my mouth. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, I think I think it's fair to say, Seth, that we're we're properly properly titillated. I can't even say yeah. it. That's how titillated <laughs> I am. Wow. Let's get out of this segment before we hear more about what turns you on. <laughs> titillating <laughs> topics. Ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Let's get. Oh, we talked about vanilla ice cream last week on episode one eighty four. Again, go check that one out. Um, if you want to hear if you want to hear JT Energy's thoughts on vanilla ice cream. You're going to want to go back and listen to that episode. That's the kind of hard-hitting journalism that other podcasts won't do. But here on the SoCo Show, you can expect that. We're going to ask the tough questions when we do Oh, interviews. yeah. Oh, yeah. No interviews today, but we do got wrestlers. Uh, let's jump into some chic tweets here. I call you a punk. Iron Chic, going on some rants, doing his thing. Uh, I don't know if this has made a comeback or not um but he at least has it's on his mind for some reason maybe he's just tired of it you know over the last three or four years this has been around but he says baby shark if i hear you one more time i find you and your mommy your daddy your grandma and grandpa break your fucking neck you dumb son of a bitch go fuck yourself forever jabroni (laughs) so is are you allowed to threaten a baby shark or is that like because you couldn't threaten a baby right he couldn't threaten to break a baby's neck Mm-mm. but he can do it to a shark i don't know also do sharks have necks these are the these are the, again we're asking the tough questions here on the soko show and i think those are important we need to get a dm out to the sheik and see if we can get some clarity there Mm-hmm. tried he wouldn't answer <sighs> no comment on the uh the child the sh- shark child beating from the Iron Sheik, but uh, pretty fucking sick of that song, which at least I think we can all agree with. Uh, we're all over Baby Shark, but Iron Sheik gonna resort to some violence if you don't quit playing it, so watch out. I call you a punk. Alrighty, let's shout out our sponsors here. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're gonna get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. 
Mathis Designs. Go find our friend Steph. It's so hard for me to say that. Every time I stumble over it. Go find our friend Steph at <laughs> MathisDesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. Get that piece. If you want to get yourself a piece of Mike's wood, head over to Etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed to get your wood worked. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, I don't know whether to be glad or sad that it's an audio podcast so that because the audience i don't know maybe we can get a clip of that but fucking you just made a hilarious dance move out of the mike sponsorship and i think we're well on our way to a commercial deal with Mike's Wood. <laughs> holy shit let's see who do we got next year friday after class so this is npa and jack on the weekends you've heard them before on here alongside your boy lil c man <laughs> hot new track glizzies for breakfast which is coming soon to spotify so if you want to make sure and get that day one help us make that a hit click the link in the description box you're going to go to the spotify page and follow friday after class make sure you support the guys uh, some rap uh, some laughs you're going to really dig their stuff so go check that out <clears throat> waka waka <laughs> and if you can't get enough npa he's also teaming with our very own jared buckendall on room 56 studios so if you guys out there have a creative idea and you need some graphic design, some video editing, audio editing, any of that stuff to take your project to the next level, head over to room56studios.com and see how the guys can help you put that stuff together. What? What? All righty here. Who's next? Anchor. Anchor is our podcast hosting service. Who's next? Uh, let's go to a quick 30-second ad about those. Here you go. Who's next? <laughs> the Goldberg? Yeah. yeah. Anchor was next. That's an excellent ad, as always, Cody. Um, let's see. We're done with sponsors. Oh, but do have to mention that Anchor is the place to go to support the show. That's Oh, dang. Yeah, that's a little preview from Lil' C-Man right there. <laughs> um, head over to Anchor page uh, where you can become a contributor, or as we like to call them, Anchor Wankers. What These the? are the folks that are sending us a few shekels a month to keep the podcast going, uh, keep us improving it all the time. We use that money to get new equipment, um, new software, things like that. We have some really exciting things in the works that we've been uh, working on as a group here, and we works, can't works. share them with you all yet, but just know that if you're a current anchor wanker, we're Wank really excited uh, about where, where some of that support is going to be directed. And if you want to support the show, um, and help us out with some projects that were, that are in the works. Again, head over to Anchor, become an Anchor Wanker, wanker. choose the monthly amount that's right for you. If you become a new Wanker, we'll wanker. give you a special shout out on the next live show, which by the way is scheduled for March 25th. So that's a Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central on the J Buck Studios YouTube At page. Jared Buckendall. So make sure you go over and subscribe to that one so you don't miss the upcoming live show. Uh, when we do have new Anchor Wankers, we'll give them a wanker. special shout out and take a shot on the live show. So if you want to see me get a little too fucked up to run a podcast, become an anchor wanker and you can support that end. Always a good time at those live shows. Also, when we hit 25 anchor wankers, we're going to have a brand new NPA track that is going to debut right here on the SoCo show. So we're trying to become the next, I don't know, TRL or whatever music thing there is going to be. And so we're going to kick it off with NPA, dropping a hot track soon as we get enough of you wankers out there so big thanks to all of you and to all of you who are not wankers we still thank you Wanker. for uh for listening even just by clicking on this episode you've helped us out so we appreciate you spending this time here with us thank you very much 
<laughs> I'm going to get that one. We're keeping that. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that's a good transition here. Um, let's get into a segment that uh, I'll dare say is sweeping the nation, and I am sweeping it as the current champion of the game we're about to play, which is called News or Nonsense. News or Nonsense. News or Nonsense. <laughs> Good lord. All right. News or nonsense? Cody, you're you're the reigning champ of the news. Goddamn right. Or nonsense? All right. We'll see if Jared can get back on the board. Put it on the board. Um we'll start off with our with our three news headlines. You'll have to guess whether it's news, something that really happened, or nonsense, something that happened in my brain. <laughs> so it might be real. <laughs> This theme this week is beer. Oh. The secret like word is beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You forgot I had that one, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's go ahead and read the headlines. <laughs> This just in. Ohio man forgoes food for 46-day beer diet. Is that news or nonsense? I love how mm. fucking intense that song gets. I want to kick someone in their fucking yeah. stupid head. So man, read that again, though. Ohio yeah, man, man forgoes food for 46-day beer diet. Hmm. I mean, Cleveland is in beer? Ohio, and I feel like there's nothing to do in Cleveland, according to some video from a basketball player I saw a couple days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is news. News. Jared says news. I I got to disagree with you here, JB. I, I I don't I don't think you could survive on beer for 46 days, and if so, this guy's in horrible like condition <laughs> at the end of this. I, I'm hoping that this is nonsense, Chef. Rum roll. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, okay. Do you have something to add? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, if you're drinking, you're going to want to eat food, but no, drinking, well, no, I'm still saying it's news. Drum roll, please. It's news. I really thought I had it too. I had a whole cocky thing prepared that I was going to say, but guess not. I guess I'll save it for the next one. Yep. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and read the next headline. This just in: Canadian beer company accidentally name names themselves after foreign term for pubic hair. Is this news <laughs> or nonsense? <laughs> I think I'm going to immediately say news. I, I just, I love just hapless Canadian stuff. And this sounds like a good example of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking too is uh, they're just so nice and whatnot. They're like, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll. 
Please? Since you asked so nicely, I'll give you one. <laughs> this is news! Yeah! I like that. So you said that they Did named you agree with me so you could run away pubes? with the point? I knew that one was news. It's uh yeah, it's a, a beer company that named themselves after a foreign it's a New Zealand um Polynesian term um for pubic hair. Hmm. Coors? Is it Coors? <laughs> is, it, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> is it Bush? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there. <laughs> yeah. How did you miss that? (laughs) Wow. Wow. That was good. Perfect. All right. So right now, Jared is in the lead by one. It's two to one. He could either seal the deal or blow it and tie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I hope you blow it. Yeah, me too. All right. You ready for the final headline? Breaking news. Texas criminal uses frozen can of beer to break into Whataburger. Is this news or nonsense? Perfect. That was perfect timing. The music (laughs) went out on its own. Mm -hmm. A frozen beer can to break into Whataburger. Mm -hmm. Whataburger. And he's Texan? Texan. Hmm... I mean, with I with, I know what I think, but I have to let you go first, Jared, because I, I you could just agree with me. So, with what recently happened with uh, you know Texas, you know, uh, I okay, frozen beer, yes, because everything was frozen, everything was whatever. Break into a Whataburger, of course, you know, everyone wants those juicy chicken strip sandwiches but what is he stealing nothing's gonna be hot it's all cold my i'm saying this is nonsense because seth you are playing into two things about texas whataburger and the icepocalypse you're trying to fool us here oh jared's Mm. going deep he's looking into the meaning going into the mind well Well, jared you're obviously incredibly wrong here um Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is uh this is definitely true and um, while it may be convenient, um, coincidental, that all of those things happen to coincide, uh, I don't think this is from the mind of Seth. I think this is, uh, I think this is some shit that really went down. We're going to have a ruling after this drum roll. Nonsense! <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Oh man! <laughs> for three for the win! Yes! LeBron James <laughs> at the Wow! Well done! Well done! You fuck! Man, Jared really—he just—he just—he stomped the shit out of you there. Three, he, four, he, three. Yeah, he went perfect, baby. That was a clean sweep. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did just bring the pain. I must have talked too much shit from last week. He did. He dissected that last one pretty well. Um, you know, I kind of went with the frozen, the cold there with the, then the Whataburger and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So and beer, yeah. And then I had to put the beer in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget beer. 
I like to think that you just have like some blank templates and like a month ago you wrote Texas man breaks into blank with blank. And then when you decided the theme, you were like, I, I can just drop beer into this one. That'd be fine. I don't know how you thought of Whataburger, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Man. typically just, I write down the first thing that comes to my brain. Well, if I make it was up well done. Ones. JB sniffed it out the entire time. He knew it was nonsense. Bada boom. That's, that's <laughs> and you got the title. I'm glad you pushed back a little bit because I was worried I was going to be too excellent at this game. So I, it, mm. it's, it's okay with me that I lost. But just know that I'm coming back with my, my, my heat next week. My best shit is coming at you. So Perfect. a week from now is going to be a fucking showdown. And I'm, I'm getting you back. I, I right. can tell you that right now. He's got. Can you tell me, how good people. of a pro wrestler I would be because of that sick promo I just. Um, yeah. I'm gonna beat. It's just a lot of pointing. You. You're gonna, gonna lose, ya. buddy. You. you better <laughs> sir, that is very bump. aggressive. Please, no pointing. Please, please, sir. Please, no. Stop. Why? Why are you pointing? <laughs> this is what I should have said. Squirrel nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Do you? You know what I just remembered. Do you remember, this was like 120 episodes ago, but we were playing, this was before you were on every week, Jared, um, we would play the new release exam, and uh, Seth would pick nicknames for me, and one of the first ones that I had was Squirrel Nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would open the show by saying, welcome back to the SoCo Show, this is Squirrel Nuts. Squirrel Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That is out there somewhere. That audio holy, exists. Holy fuck, wow. man. That's funny. That is man. online. I haven't thought about that in a while. I forgot. You also made me feel really sad when you said, oh, 120 episodes ago. That was a that's long right. time ago. Yeah. yeah. Wow. In fact, Squirrel I might have been Squirrel Nuts when we did our one-year show. I think that might be why I remember it so well. I'm Squirrel Nuts. <laughs> you had Squirrel to say nuts. that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, lot, it's Squirrel too. Nuts. You said I am Squirrel Nuts. We're going to have to bring back uh, Nickname Bets. That's a fun one, I think. Yeah. We're going to have to bring those back. Nickname Bets. Yeah, there you go. That's a sounder right there. Man, well, good job, JP. You're a fucking cookie and a star. You're the you champ do. this week. Enjoy it while you can. That's it for news or nonsense. News or nonsense. So this is this is bad podcasting, but for the folks at home, we don't typically do a video chat when we do the show. It's usually just audio. Um, but today we decided, ah, let's look at each other. And I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of strange. Like I'm so I'm not used to seeing yeah. you guys talk. So it is a little bit strange, but also during the Donnie Thornberry thing just now, <laughs> all of us were just doing the most weird shit with our faces, and that that makes me feel good. I know I'm I know I'm in a place that I belong in because we're all exactly that amount of mature where we're all going. Oh, no, I'm glad God. you said it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is the most awkward podcast, I feel, because we're all staring at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's different. Oh, man. Wow. And I'm just so good looking. It's distracting me. Oh, God. But um, anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Well, let's Wish talk about some more stuff. 
we did not do anything this week. So we're not even going to do what did you do. Um, but we were thinking about a lot of stuff. So let's get into that section. Here's what you think. What do you think? I'll kick us off here on what do you think? And I'm, I'm going to have to get on a soapbox here, and I apologize oh, great. for that. But there's two pieces of news this last week that f- that the response to them really pissed me off. Um, so the first piece of news was about Mr. Potato Head, right? Everybody knows Mr. Potato Head. Um, the company that makes the Mr. Potato Head toys came out last week and had this announcement that they're going to re- basically remove Mr. from the potato head. So they're going to degender the potato head, and instead of having Mr. and Mrs. Potato Heads in different boxes, it's just one fucking thing. It's just potato head, and you can put whatever you want on that potato. It, you, it can have you know long hair, short hair, pink hat, doesn't matter, but it's all in the same box. That was, that was what they were trying to do. That's what the co- toy company decided to do. The response to this was so angry from like really like traditional people. Um, and they were like, well, Mr. Potato Head has always been Mr. Potato Head. He's got a mustache. Of course he's Mr. <laughs> and it's like, it became this trans issue that was like, it's anti-trans to have to have non-gender or to have gendered potatoes is now anti-trans and to not want the, um, to not want the non-gendered potato was pro-trans whatever you guys draw the lines i i don't know if i connected that properly but it became this highly fucking like debated thing online where people were like we should be able to keep mr potato head because that's what it's always been and then the other people who were like okay first of all the people who were saying that are saying the social justice warriors canceled mr potato head and that's why this is happening and so we're all being robbed of <laughs> Did this he dress great up childhood as like a Nazi thing that at we Halloween had. Or something? <laughs> yeah, he had, he had a like, tiny mustache on. <laughs> oh my god! And these fucking people are like so pissed at this. And here's my thing: one, you don't care about Mr. Potato Head. I fucking promise you, you do not care about Mr. Potato Head. You're just upset because they're changing something and you don't understand why. That that is the that's the whole thing. You like <gasps> Mr. Potato Head and you think, but like, why, why do people stick so staunchly to shit from their childhood? Like if, first of all, why do you give a shit that it's Mr. Potato Head or Mrs. Potato Head? Um, and I, I don't say that to say that they shouldn't have non-gender potato heads. I think that makes the most sense because then everyone can just buy the same fucking thing and do it the way they want. I don't understand why you'd be anti that. Just throw away the pink hat when you get the potato head and put a mustache on it. It's the same fucking toy. But this idea that it has to say Mr. because to take that, here's the whole thing I think, is the people who are anti this move are anti it because to them it felt like the liberal social justice warriors were winning. And that was the entire thing. It's like, I can't let them win, so I need to be anti this. And there was enough of that backlash that the toy company changed their mind. And they said, never mind, we're going to do Mr. and Mrs. again. <laughs> and in the in the middle of all this, at the end of the day, were the trans community, because it became this big lightning rod, like, trans debate issue thing. And the trans people don't even fucking care about Mr. Potato Head. It's not like they picked him as their mascot. And so it became this whole big thing where all of a sudden everyone's arguing about trans people and they they didn't want any part of it. And then so for the company to then backtrack it, um, some folks that in, in that community were like, well, you just 
you just brought us into this fucking arena for no reason and then backtracked out of it. That's a shitty move. So the Mr. Potato Head company, fuck you for going back on, on that. And also anybody who is like, <laughs> it needs to stay Mr. Potato Head. Please explain to me why you fucking care about that. I, I don't get it. Do you guys have any, is there, am I missing something? Like, why is it that people feel like this is so important? Somebody show need- me the dick on a potato, okay? <laughs> yeah, where's yeah, the penis on that potato? Where's his little tater tot? <laughs> Point to it. Oh, God. Um, I think we are in the age of people needing something to be upset about, to talk about. Um, I don't see there being anything wrong with just being a potato head. But with them going back on it that's that's the problem is Mm -hmm. they went forward with something and they announced it how actually cody i'm curious timeline wise was this 24 hours or was this like over a week or what it was like a couple days okay so obviously everyone was pissed one day everyone was pissed the next day and then everyone was pissed the third day um (laughs) stop i just google so I just Googled it um, to get that timeline question. The first thing that pops up is a Glenn Beck, who Glenn Beck is a total fucking moron. Um, his headline is, is, this is fascism. That's, that's what some people think about this. They're so upset that we took Mr. Off that they think it's fascist. That, that is dumb. I don't care who you are. That's fucking Ugh. dumb. Also, has anyone stopped to think in the how many years it's been around leading up to this, that it's a stupid fucking toy to begin with. Exactly. I'm so glad you <laughs> yeah. said that. When you brought this story up, Cody, I was going to say, who the fuck still has a Mr. Potato Head? Like, right. yeah. Toy Story, I understand, right. but that's kind of been out of the out of the genre, out of the tier of Toy Story toys. I'm sorry, but no one's getting a Mr. Potato Head. Like that's fifth choice mm-hmm. maybe. Well, and Mr. Potato Head was way behind. That was like in the 60s. Yeah, and that's yeah, see yeah. that's the thing is that that's super old. Yeah. People just yeah. were kind of It's like that was the imagination. Look at this potato. I'm going to put some eyes on it. <laughs> Cuz it was a real potato back then. You just got the stuff and shoved it into a real potato. Yeah. I By the way, uh, Toy Story makes complete fucking sense. They, they thought the toys were offended that he stopped playing with the potato head and the slinky in order to play with the fucking spaceman with lasers. Like, of course that's going to happen. Um, but Toy Story is not the point here. Um, in a similar so story. Um, so Dr. Seuss, you, you guys told me you hadn't heard about Dr. Seuss yet. Mm-hmm. So um, this week was Dr. Seuss's birthday. Also read across America Day. And the company, um, Dr. Seuss Enterprises, which I think is run by some family of his, um, they came out on his birthday and said, hey, we went through his books and we found some um, images that were um, outdated and portrayals of especially non-white characters in ways that were insensitive. And so what we've decided to do is pull those books and we're not going to publish those books anymore. And so there are six um, Dr. Seuss books that are going to be taken out of publication. And they're not, it's not like the Lorax and Cat in the Hat, but like um, If I Ran the Zoo is one of them. Um, to Think It Happened on Mulberry Street is one of them. There's a couple of them. And, and if you look at the images, it's like, 
black people with like crazy big lips and wearing like grass skirts uh, and then like Asian people that all have like really squinty eyes and are wearing like kimonos and shit and the white people look like regular ass white people and then there's fucking thneeds running around and who's and all that other shit yeah. they get totally respectable imagery but any minority is a total fucking cartoon mm-hmm. and um I shouldn't say cartoon because the whole thing's a cartoon, like a character, a, a really insensitive caricature. Right. And so they go and they pull those books. So now the same people who were pissed off about the, the potato head move are saying, this is Dr. Seuss. You can't, what, why are you canceling Dr. Seuss? The social justice warriors came for Dr. Seuss, but damn it, I, the cat in the hat is my favorite and the Lorax is my favorite. And it's like, you didn't even read the story because Dr. Seuss Company itself made this decision. Nobody canceled Dr. Seuss. Right. They did, they did it themselves. They said, hey guys, we think this is uncool. We're going to stop doing it. And everyone was like, but I need, I'm so, like, you're going to fucking go read to think that it happened on Mulberry Street. That's what you want to do, you fucking adult. You want to go read that book. And it's like, I want my kids to read that book. Why? Like, why is it important to you that they go see like I asked some people this, um, I, I did, I've done really well. I've had to bite my, my tongue or my thumbs, I guess, to not get into a bunch of Facebook arguments about this. But like, I, I posted a couple comments and one of them was just like, why is it important to you that ki- that your kids see this incredibly insensitive image of my race? Like, why do you feel like it's like a freedom of speech thing or a censorship thing for the company to go, you know what? We're going to not show black people in this horrible light to kids who it's impressionable, impressionable to. And if you've ever been around a fucking kid, this is the thing I don't understand. You hear people talk about kids don't know it's racist. It's in, it's innocent. It doesn't matter. But like, if you've ever been around a kid, any kid that sees a person in real life that they've seen in a movie or in a book, they're going to point at that fucking person and go, Hey daddy, look, there's a firefighter over there or there's a cop or there's that black lady and i know this because when we were in school as kids you'd read a book and there'd be a black character and someone in the class inevitably would go hey that's you and like sometimes that's dope like when they're talking about malcolm x but when they're talking about this goofy ass looking tribal dude in the dr seuss book that's bad and so that's another thing i just don't get like first of all you don't fucking care about dr seuss and second if you do, why? Like, why is it? Why is that important? Just because we want our kids to have the same childhoods that we had? Why? Why wouldn't you progress and have a better <laughs> version of it? I, I just don't get it. And I'm gonna step off the soapbox because I'm in danger of talking another ten minutes about this. But that one especially pissed me off too. But both of these things are just like, don't cling to old shit. When you realize mm-hmm. something didn't age well, admit it and move the fuck on. I don't understand why that's hard for people to do. We do it with shows that we like, comedies from from twenty years ago that mm-hmm. we don't you know, repeat those jokes and shit. It's easy to do. I don't understand why people can't fucking think that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just you talking about the, <laughs> the stories, one, I've never even heard of these stories, so I don't know why people, again, like you said, are all up in arms of being like, oh, why are you taking these from us? These are, this is my childhood. Like, was it your childhood? I mean, these are lesser known ones, and obviously there is problematic. Like, again, it's the company that's doing it. They're like, hey, we're going mm-hmm. to do this because in a year, someone's going to freak out about it. Also, it's incredibly insensitive. It is outdated. It was wrong to begin with. <laughs> Why? And again, it goes back to that potato head thing where I think people just 
they don't like people taking things or giving like they want to do it themselves i think where oh you're taking these books from me well now i'm going to be mad because you took these books from me mm-hmm. yep there'd be a shitload of miss potato heads sold them and them my pillows and dr seuss that's going to be the whole fucking starter kit for some of these idiots yeah <laughs> and the gina I mean, carano movie is going to be number one i i, 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 I <laughs> I mean, this this obviously leads into like a huge, way bigger conversation that I don't think we have time for. But it's just the company was, and they were even going out and explaining it to people why they are doing it. I mean, it could have been a thing where those books just disappear and they never gave a reason yeah. why. Um, mm-hmm. I think you'd probably connect the dots, but they were like, "Hey, this is the reason. Educate yourself." get better that's kind of what i think yeah. that's the way i see it from dr seuss mm-hmm. the company that they what they did here mm-hmm. you hear about that too like actors from like i said with these old comedies that we've watched we've we've seen and heard actors come out and say like yeah i don't feel great about that joke anymore or like you know i know that one didn't age well or you know there's some old themes we've seen like disney go in and say there's some old outdated themes in this so like it's people know when shit has aged badly right chef like you've seen old stuff that you don't think about in the same way with new knowledge that you have like Mm -hmm. it seems like that's obvious i don't know yeah i mean there's some very questionable stuff in like clerks too which is a movie i've seen a billion times um i mean yeah i'm very questionable there's there's racial slurs that they say about a billion times in that in like a two minute scene or something um so yeah, I mean, I think anything is like that, but um, yeah, I, I mean, people, it's, it's, it's social media when it comes down to it is the reason this all happens. People, it, arguing on social media is, is not, it's, it's, it used to be kind of taboo, like look at that person. Now it's like you, if you're on social media, that's what you're doing. You're arguing mm-hmm. with someone. If like, you're that's not, the point. it's like, why that's are you point. here? Exactly. It's the yeah, point. Yeah. The point of social media is to see news stories and then argue about them, and <laughs> that's why people are fucking going nuts. Before social media, that's this the would be quote. Yeah, that's yeah. the smartest thing I've heard said about social media. <laughs> um, before social media, this these conversations about so the people who are mad about Dr. Seuss would happen inside inside someone's home, and it would be left at that. You know, uh, people probably don't learn as quickly. Like, I think social media has probably helped change a lot of people's opinions in these small areas like Iowa. Um, you're getting to see people, other people talk about it. If if those conversations are left at home, they're probably not learning the, you know, the, the right way, I guess, uh, until they get to college probably. And that's if they go to college. Um, otherwise, they're probably stuck living the same lives their parents did and thinking the same way they did. Um, so it has helped change a lot of minds. I also think it's part of the reason fucking society is crumbling today. Yep. I'm, I'm so <laughs> but, glad you gave that counterpoint because I was like, there's a good and a way worse bad. Yeah, Cause you yeah, find yeah. like-minded people that aren't looking, that don't have the, not the, they, they are using it for evil I mean, yeah. maybe that's moving it a little too far, but yeah, you know what I mean. It's I. I mean, mm. I'm gonna deactivate my Twitter account here soon. I I, I pulled that up, it pulled Twitter up today, and the first thing I saw was literally someone reply to someone with some nasty ass shit, and then I pull up Facebook, 
and I see a news post and right underneath it is someone being nasty to someone else about politics. So I like within a span of a minute and a half, I'm like, well, closing that. Oh, closing that. <laughs> like, why the fuck did I open those things? That's all it ever is. It's just people arguing. So, yep. yeah, I it, it Seth Pancakes Hot's probably going to be closed down sometime soon because I can't keep fucking oh, no. looking at No, you got to keep those shit. pancakes nice and warm and fluffy, though. <laughs> I think but, the yeah. – I've struggled with this a lot. Like, you guys know. I've told you a lot about it, and Seth, you've seen it. Um, I get I – get, I do go onto Facebook to get into arguments. I've done that in the past, and it's bad. And I, I started to do it this morning. I, like, I, I looked up. I saw some of this news I was just talking about, and I, ooh, my thumbs started going – and then it pissed me off for like 45 minutes. I was sitting in bed, just that I wasted my morning, just fucking sitting there getting mm-hmm. angry. And then I never sent anything because I couldn't figure out exactly the way to word it. And then eventually I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. These people don't fucking care. You're not going to change. And so mm-hmm. I just set it down and went about my day. And I had a really great fucking day, but I would have <laughs> had a very shitty day if I held on to that all day. And that's real. Like that's that shit happens all the time to folks. People just walking around pissed off because of something that got posted on Facebook. Myself included, yep. I've done it a lot. So you're right. It does draw us into, now we're fucking talking about Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head um, and yelling at each other because that's what we do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it is gross. I hate it. It doesn't feel good. I don't know. People out there, get a hobby. <laughs> get a hobby. Find something to do. Find Get an OnlyFans. That too. There you go. Yeah. There's a good way to p- contribute positively to society. Get an OnlyFans. <laughs> Use promo code SOCO for a 10% nah, not. <laughs> <laughs> for a 10% additional uh, fee. Yep. Um, man. Well, um, you know, thinking about social media and, and kind of what you put out there online, uh, Jared, I think this uh, dovetails nicely into something we were talking about earlier. What do you got here? Yeah, we were, uh, I mean, again, uh, uh, behind the scenes, you know, move the curtain over. Uh, we usually talk a good hour before this podcast, and there's some <laughs> really good stuff in there. And one of the things I brought up was, like, what would happen, like, in the age of social media and, you know, you Google someone's name, like, how difficult is it maybe to, like, get a job interview or get through that whole process? Like, what can people dig up on you, essentially? And I know, like, I mean, this was, like, seven years ago or something. I, I remember I was looking for jobs in college, and there was kind of a hiccup where they're like, oh, well, we looked at his social media, and we don't know if they're, you know, we he we can't have that kind of activity. And it's like, hey, surprise, uh, if you're going to college, you're going to be partying. <laughs> Just have to let you know that um, out there. But uh, we were talking about this, obviously, and it, you know, Seth kind of mentioned just something to me, but then um, Seth did something, and I, he was like, hold, hold on, we got to talk about this on the podcast. So I'm now going to throw this over to Seth because um, we don't know what happened here. We don't know what's going on. So uh, along with Cody and myself, you guys listening, <laughs> are we're all in on this together right now. Yes, yeah, so we're all in on it together. Yes, um, the high school musical sounder. <laughs> you, you're the only one who knows that. You were at Zac Efron at one time. I was. Spoiler. Yeah, sing it for us. We're all in this together. Uh, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Cody had also mentioned too, and we were talking about that, um, about Googling yourself and like what would pop up and yours is work related. So I'm like, well, fuck what, you know, what, what what's mine come up with? Cause Seth thought it, Cody Michael is a pretty common name, but Seth thought isn't right. Like it's a pretty, you haven't really heard a lot of people named Seth in general. And then Seth Ott's a, Somewhat common last name, but still kind of a weird combo to put together. So I, I I searched and 
I've maybe done this, you know, thousand times in my life. I don't know. I've, I've, uh, oh wow. I probably will never done it. Like maybe once or twice. Um, but uh, I did it way more in high school. I guess I probably haven't done it in a decade. Um, and then since that decade, a lot's happened for for Seth Ott's, <laughs> including a 2014 short drama sci-fi film titled Seth Ott. What? There's a movie called Seth Ott. Shut the fuck up. Get it. Get three copies on DVD. Send one to him and one to me. What? It's a sci-fi drama? And it's it's your actual... What? I gotta look this up. Your whole ass name is a film. So, Seth Ott. It's a post-apocalyptic sci-fi film about Seth Ott. And his friends, who em- his friends who embark on an adventure to help find more resources to fuel their town, Amaranth. This is real. Ooh. Can confirm. <laughs> Michael C. Stouffer stars as Michael Seth Cody Ott. plays Seth Ott. <laughs> Dude, what if Michael C. is Michael Cody? Oh, man. Yeah, that's I fucking wild, dude. I couldn't believe that. It was a t- three-minute short. Oh, it's a short. Oh, we got to get this. We got to get a hold of this. Maybe we can watch it on the on live or something. We got to do. We got to get th- see see what we can do to get a hold of this thing. We got to see it. There is. I don't even care actor. if it's good or bad. The thing is, oh wait, Seth wow. Out. So again, I, I'm doing you know some research here. Um, this was an Indiegogo apparently. No shit. Or they tried to use it to to you know get f- oh, funds no. for the film. Apparently, they did not get their flex goal. I also just looked up someone named Seth Ott died, who was twenty. They were twenty seven. Man, oh, that's man, you're on borrowed time right now, oh, buddy. Fuck. I guess he wins. Great. Congrats on that. Well, man, this is fun. That's wild. I'm gonna. There's a, Jared, there's what's the first Ott? thing when you Google your name? Hold, please. I have a Seth Ott on Instagram. His handle is Life with Seth. It's a good one. Um, nice. Leadership and follow, followership of health, financial, and family. I'd love the opportunity to be a risk management specialist. Reach out for guidance. Nice. Um, my strategy of social media is pollute it so much that they can't find any they they can't find anything bad on me it's just a bunch of crap i mean the first thing is obviously my twitter and all of my actual tweets like in order then it goes to my youtube then it goes to my instagram facebook a bunch of pictures that are just screenshots of videos and then um even more videos uh so it yeah it's all you like you have you haven't you probably don't know any other Jared Buckendalls or know of them. No, no, you're, you're pretty much the only one out there. Yeah, I think I'm the only one. If anything, they're, they're I don't know. I, I've maybe seen another name here or there, but they don't have much of a footprint. So I am. Uh, that's it. You know, if you're looking for me, you found me. Man, that's hilarious. Oh, mine, man. mine is work at the top, and I'm I'm glad. I'm, I hope someday, I was telling the guys this before, I hope someday the podcast is successful enough to be the first thing, but I don't know what I'm going to do when that happens. Like when, when people from my work start Googling me and find 
uh, what did we say this episode was going to be called? Um, it wasn't chip choke the tits. It was uh, pizza something. Horny uh, for oh, pizza. Oh, pizza makes me horny. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, I don't. who knows if that'll affect my professional uh, life, but I don't know. That'll be a good problem to have. <laughs> Man. Uh, for the folks out there, uh, give yourself a Google. And uh, if you want to, uh, if you if you have a funny uh, Google of your name, uh, send a screen cap of it over to Chef at uh, SoCo Show Pod on Twitter or go to our Facebook page and drop a comment on this episode. Uh, let us know what you found when you Googled yourself, if it was something you didn't expect. <clears throat> you found uh, me. You found me. Speaking of, oh, and if someone can get us the Seth Ott movie, please let us know ASAP. <laughs> if you have access to that, um, and maybe it's on YouTube, I don't know, we haven't looked. What if, anyone who finds it, get it to us, please, as quickly as possible. What if it's three minutes of someone, like, walking through my childhood house, and it ends with just, like, a video camera over my sleeping body? Dude, how terrifying <laughs> how would that be? Ooh, <laughs> it's like the, it's like one of those VHS movies. Oh god! And that's it. That's the that's the that's just it. It's just it ends with like over me, and I like fart or something. I think honestly, if that were to be the case, I think that that would lead on this weird like your life of trying to find like there's something else bigger going on. Ooh. Ooh. It would be hilarious too because. They made an IMDb page for that creepy ass short. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. They did all that and put it on IMDb so that you could search and find it. There's something. There's something there, Chef. You got to take that down. That's a, that's a film <laughs> idea. Man, searching for myself. Hmm. You can keep the title. That's for free. We're in the rich. Man. Um. Well, speaking of finding stuff. Uh, that we didn't expect. I don't know what to expect. Um, Seth, you told us you had a topic for what did you think, but you wouldn't tell me what it was. Yeah, so I've had this happen a couple times at work um, recently. Um, we're starting to get more people back in the office, um, getting some new hires and stuff like that come in too. And it's been nice throughout, the, throughout most of the pandemic in terms of being at work. because I've been one of the few people there. And so I've pretty much had, and, and being one of the few only males that, that work there. I've pretty much had that bathroom to myself. Um, been able to walk around <laughs> naked, uh, do a couple dances, do push-ups. Um, push-ups. <laughs> but uh, recently more people have been in there, and so I've had to, I guess, start to, to live through awkward bathroom interactions. And oh, I, no. I think there's and people not following bathroom etiquette. And I think with bathroom etiquette, if... Personally, I don't know if anyone else has, has experienced this, but this is what I think. Um, if someone, so let's say I'm pooping in a stall, not in the, I'm not in the urinal, stall. I'm pooping in the stall, <laughs> and someone comes in <laughs> to the to the urinal, I'm gonna wait until they're gone to come out, right? Especially if I had, if I had a poopy, like a real bad poop, like a smelly poop, right? A real salute. I don't want to have that interaction where so, someone, I get out of that stall and someone's like, looks at me like, oh, that's the person who fucking did this. Like What's nice dumb, here? man. Yeah. Nice one, and bro. <laughs> the last, yeah. The last couple times that someone's been, I, I've gone and take a pee at the urinal and someone's been in the stall, it seems like they're fucking hurrying up to get out and meet me. <laughs> Cause like 
I it's like I walk and I hear I start to hear fucking toilet paper unravel. I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm gonna be thirty seconds. Just you can wait. I don't want to talk to you. I would Your like shit to talk. smells terrible. Like <laughs> tell me, rate my poop. Do they say something to you when they come out? Some sometimes they'll if Did I know you them. Did you smell that? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they'll just like Oof. get into a conversation. It's like not only do I not want to have a conversation with you right after like post poop, but I don't want to have a conversation with you at all in this bathroom because it always smells terrible and now it smells worse. So, what do you, is that something you guys like? Is that an etiquette? Like if you guys are in the the stall and someone comes in to pee, do you wait until they're gone? Yeah. I think that's an I etiquette. I don't think it's etiquette for them. It's for me. I'm embarrassed. That's why I don't come out. I don't want anybody to know it was me. Don't be proud. I mean, I guess it's a natural thing, but don't be fucking proud to make a shit. Like, that's yeah. not something. That, I definitely it's not don't like kick the door open and go like, Whoo. Yeah. Somebody suck me. <laughs> <laughs> so then... The thing is, is like I'm fucking, I'm hurrying through my pee. I'm trying to push it out like Austin Powers on Goldmember. Just oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't want to talk to you. Even mass, the mass have kind of helped with some of the smell in there, but even then, then it gets sometimes it'll get trapped underneath there, and it's just like man. Mm-hmm. I think the whole bathroom etiquette thing is weird because I agree with you where, yeah, if I'm doing uh, dookie, I'm waiting until that thing's clear and then I'm going to, you know, abort. But then again, there is this weird time limit in my mind where there's some people that apparently take their whole day at the urinal and (laughs) I'm like, okay, one of us has got to pull the ripcord here. But the biggest thing I don't like, and this is even if two dudes are at a urinal, and again, women, ladies listening, this is an insight into how the workings of the male bathroom works. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to anyone. If someone comes up to me, hey, man, how's your day going? I'm going to be like, well, my penis is out right now. (laughs) Apparently, you want to talk about (laughs) spreadsheets. Uh, Can we wait five minutes? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'll have the occasional, like, sink conversation, but not the urinal no. one. Oh yeah. man the urinal one i hate and people do it if you're at a work no a bar because everyone's drinking and whatnot like that is a thing where a stranger might be like hey man you great music tonight or whatever um but no at a formal place where i am wearing if you have to tuck your shirt in you're not talking in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> that's the rule i like that let me ask you this one i i think so I think casual bathrooming is an old guy thing. Um, yeah. I don't know a lot of people our age that that behave that way. But another what you do this weekend? I went casual bathrooming. <laughs> that's a new name. Extreme bathrooming. That, that's something. That's when you, you clog the toilet and bring a surfboard in. Oh God. <laughs> Oh man, that's where's my here we go. Oh, that's nasty. Um another old guy activity. Tell me if you guys have experienced this out in the wild. Um old guys I think mm-hmm. they want well, there's that, yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, that's the other thing. If I'm hard in the bathroom, I don't you can't be <laughs> soft. Like that's etiquette. No, I'm just kidding about <laughs> that part. But the 
old guys, I think they need to get all of the farts out of them every time they're in the bathroom. Yes. Old guys will absolutely drop nukes in there while speaking to you. I've yep. had this happen. I've been at a urinal and have a guy who I already don't want to be talking to be in the middle of a piss and be like, yeah, you having a good day? I just... <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I was working on some stuff myself, had a good, and not even fucking break stride, like loud, like oh. grunting into the fart to get it out of me. I've had it when people are standing next to me, which is fucking foul. Ooh, I hate when people <laughs> fart and they're standing right next to me and their pants aren't even fully closed. So, you know, that fart is just going everywhere. Yeah, and it's then, like a shotgun. <laughs> I've also observed <laughs> a shit gun. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> The other it's like a so good old scat sh- shot <laughs> oh god the scat shot scat shooter um so i've had it happen when people are standing next to me and i've also been in the stall um and you know kind of on the opposite side of the bathroom as that guy and so either he you know doesn't know i'm there or at the very least he's not interacting directly with me but a guy come in just alone be peeing and like <laughs> fart and then go back to his stuff. Like, it seems like it's an emergency that these guys need to get their farts out right then. And like, hey. not to humble brag or anything, but like I have my own office, so I just fart in there. <laughs> I don't need to like go into say. the bathroom to fart. So may- maybe it's that. Maybe they just can't fart at their desks and that I can understand. But it seems like it's an emergency. And if, as my parents told me when I was a kid, if you have to push... It's not time yet. Just wait. So, like, I don't know. That's the other thing that I don't want to hear or see is motherfuckers farting when I'm standing two feet from. <laughs> Man, that, Do that you ever story thought... that story you just said is exactly... You've always worked with someone that way. Mm-hmm. You, everyone has worked with that guy. Walk in and be like, hey, man. And then it's like, just keep on going. Do... Do you ever worry, though, if, you know, you're farting in your own office, I guess, do you ever worry that someone's going to come in and be like, oh, man, it smells like farts in here? <laughs> All the time. All the time. It's the only thing I worry about at work, really. I. It doesn't happen often that someone will pop into my office, but it happens often enough that it prevents me from farting a lot of the time. Usually when I'm, I was in the office today, I, I will say this, and um, I, you know, needed to, needed to relieve myself of some flatulence. And so... Um, I, in my head, I took a mental inventory of who all I thought was still in the office and then thought if each of these people are here, are any of them likely to need me? And I determined after, you know, a good five to 10 seconds of analysis that there was a low likelihood that anyone was going to be popping in. So then I let her go, but I, I, I have to give it that much thought first. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not always just cutting them open in the, uh, in the office there, fart boxing myself. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Bet you didn't think we were going to talk about farts on this week's episode. <laughs> mm. I'm pretty sure that was like at minus ten thousand on the the Vegas the Vegas sheets for. Is the yeah. Soko show going to talk about farts this week? That's always, that's a perpetual bet. I think that that is when we know we've made it when there's Vegas bets on our podcasts. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. That would be one of those FanDuel free bets. Where it's like, mm. if they mention farts yeah. even once, you get free money just to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're getting a bathroom etiquette. I think we're going to get there. Yep. And it happened. They said farts. 
Yeah, don't come out after you've shit and don't fart in the bathroom. Those are the two, or at least if no one's there, or if someone's there. If no one's there, do whatever you want. But mm-hmm. if someone's in there, be fucking courteous a little bit, foul beasts. Um, so do that. Google yourself. And uh, also, don't be a fucking idiot about the uh, Potato Head and Dr. Seuss stuff either, because <laughs> it makes you look dumb. Uh, that's it this week for What Do You Think? What do you think? All right, well, we've got uh, a bunch of movies to get to, so let's jump into What Did You Watch? What? 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 What did you watch? All right. Let's start with a couple movies that were on our list for last week. Um, And uh, so we've got two of these. Seth, let's start with one that you... Jared, I don't know if you saw this one or not, but I did not. Um, But this one, I believe, is a foreign one. Seth, correct me if I'm wrong. What one? Minari. Minari. Oh yeah, Jared saw that too. Okay. Right. Yeah, the lettuce movie. It's about lettuce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it? Well, I'm excited. <laughs> no. Lettuce discuss. Oh no. Um, no, it is not about lettuce. Um, it's about. It takes place in the 1980s. The uh, 1980s. Stephen in Young the stars in this film that is kind of foreign. It's a 24 movie. Um, it's got uh, it. It is. It has English and um, subtitles for they. What are they? Korean. What are they speaking? Korean. I Korean? believe. Yeah, Korean? I think. I think Steven um, is Korean, so that would make sense. Yeah. Um, and so Glenn moves his family uh, to uh, Arkansas to be a farmer. Uh, his, his dream is to be a farmer. Um, and so it's it's a a lot about um, I guess those struggles. Um, Definitely, there's a lot of um, racism and things like that. Obviously, an Asian family moving to Arkansas is not going to go over well, especially if they don't speak, uh, you know, the best English. The people in Arkansas tend to be not, you know, the the most nice in those rural areas. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like your, you know, small um, indie type movie. the the kid there's an eight year old kid in this movie he's gotten some press recently actually um he's been he's been doing some interviews and things like that but he is i think he might have even been younger probably six six or seven in this um but he's he's great he he's steven yen's son um and he's he's definitely the heart of the movie i think um but in in real life the he kind of got some some viral uh, uh attention um so he did an interview with uh, like Variety or something like that, and he someone asked him um, who his favorite uh, his favorite mo- uh, actor is, and he said Sonic the Hedgehog. Hell so yeah. uh, so Ben Ben Schwartz sent him like a video message or a, a audio message as Sonic, um, and his the, his reaction he had the biggest grin on his face. This kid this kid's adorable, but yeah, it's uh. It's. I mean, it's a. It's a good movie. I think it's. It's getting a lot of awards buzz. Um, it's. Like I said, it's not like. That's the movie that you know. It's. It's about. It's not like a. Oh God, Parasite, where it's like you know some crazy, you know. Things about class. Sta- and yeah, a bunch of yeah exactly. And it's not. Yeah, it's not like trying to make. You know, you have to read into it. Um, it's not going to have. Yeah, like Jared said, twists and turns. But Jared, what do you think of it? 
Yeah, um, I mean, the thing is, it was kind of, uh, you know, almost a little bit of a slice of life, you know, someone kind yeah. of chasing the American dream because they moved from, was it California, I believe? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they they were, they were they said that they had lived there or worked there really, really hard for like 10 years, and basically the dream of the Stephen Yen character is that he wants to start a farm. So, like, mm-hmm. they go out and essentially buy, like, from what they moved from, it kind of sounds like, you know, a little bit upper class uh, living and whatnot, and they basically move into a trailer, like a trailer park trailer mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, but it's land. And his dream is to essentially, like, start a farm and, you know, go from there. But it's kind of the hardships, and it's this thing of, you know, there's the racism that's going on or the prejudice at that time and also them themselves not really trusting anyone and it's that conflict and you can see how that not only affects their, like, day-to-day life but also, like, Seth, you would agree, too, like, the way he farms where he mm-hmm. doesn't really trust anyone um, mm-hmm. and, and thinks he can do it his own way and there's a lot of hardships that he kind of goes into. But there's also, you know, the, the different storylines with the kids grandma shows up uh the the relationship between the husband and wife and whatnot it's mm-hmm. interesting i mean what when you think of an a24 film this pretty much fits the mold um it's getting a lot of positive buzz i i mm-hmm. enjoyed it i think it might have been a little too hyped for me i, I think yeah. seth you kind of felt that way too mm-hmm. yeah um, probably yeah yeah i mean it's good performances and all that but it just didn't quite have like a parasite type impact where it's you know gonna make you think about it after you watch it for mm-hmm. you know a while um there's not really a moment in the movie you know there's some there's some emotional scenes and whatnot but there's not really like a impactful like moment you're gonna think about afterwards you know mm-hmm. if anything i think it's a thing about um maintaining or remembering your culture and where you came from while also adapt adapting to kind of the new way of living um again minari is actually like a korean form of lettuce i believe or chinese lettuce um and obviously that ties in with farming the title of the movie and everything and kind of has a meaningful message as it plays out throughout the film um but there are some very funny parts especially between the little boy and the grandma um Mm -hmm. because he constantly is saying oh you're not a real grandma you're not a real grandma a real grandma would know how to make chocolate chip cookies you're not a real grandma and you can see how like this little like essentially what six-year-old kid and this Mm -hmm. decrepit old lady butt heads um (laughs) yeah she does the funny part uh and again i don't want to spoil too much but uh she really loves american wrestling (laughs) nice i fucking love little old ladies who are into sports or wrestling or anything I don't know. That's one of my favorite things. America Mm -hmm. seems to love that, too. So this is Minari, uh, A24's new one, Stephen Young starring. Uh, This is available now. Do you guys pay to rent this? Is this in theaters? I guess a lot of theaters are opening now, so I guess folks can go out there and see it. Yeah, it's on on VOD. I don't know how many theaters it's in, but it's on VOD now for the $20 rental. There you go. If you're keeping up on Oscar stuff, I think, you know, it's probably worth checking out. Um you know, I, I I would say, I mean, I wasn't mad I paid 20 bucks for it. So I, I don't think people would be disappointed in it. Um, just lower the expectations a little bit if you're looking for a, you know, parasite type thing. It's a little bit more, yeah, like Jared said, slice of life type movie. Nice. Get out there, check that one out. That's Minari. Um, 
Next one here, we were going to cover last week that we all watched. Uh, this is a Netflix original called I Care A Lot. So Roseman Pike stars here. And um, I don't know about you. I'm never going to be able to trust. I don't care if she's playing Mother Teresa. I'm not going to be able to trust her again in any of her roles. <laughs> Roseman <laughs> Pike in this one. Uh, so if you don't know who that is, uh, she played the. She starred in Gone Girl also is why I make that joke. So in this movie, she is a... Um, she's like a, a court appointed caretaker for old folks. And so when old folks can't take care of themselves, they're handed over to her. She takes control of like all of their assets and her kind of hustle is that she basically just stuffs them in an old folks home and takes all their money um, <laughs> legally, but in a way that's really shady. And she, uh, as the synopsis would tell you, she does this to the wrong person in this movie and so she gets mixed into some stuff that's pretty tough and ends up needing to kind of uh, connive and move and shake her way out of some trouble. And um, I think for me, this was a really enjoyable movie. Um, enjoyable in a strange way. Like it was, I knew it was good filmmaking. I knew uh, that it was funny at times. I knew it was really creative. Um, but ooh, it made me mad. There, there is a lot about elder abuse in here. And the movie, you're following Rosamund Pike. You're not made to root for her, really, um, when it comes to that. But there's... She's a really easy character to root against um, because of what she does. And they do an excellent job of setting her up as this person who you really just want to just have a bad day. And I think that was really effective. She played the role, I think, perfectly. She was smart she was magnetic but in that way of people you hate like someone you hate that's really charismatic anyway and you're like fuck i hate them but damn they're good um <laughs> she did a really really good job in this um i thought it got a little bit goofy at times um but in general this was a really nice watch um i hadn't seen something like this kind of that cat and mouse uh who's smarter than who who can out trick the other kind of thing is what it ends up kind of getting into. And, and I like this one a lot. I, I would recommend this on Netflix. Um, did you guys, I, I see you, I see some heads nodding. It sounds like you guys like this one too. Sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I've seen a lot of people online. I know Jared, you've had dealt with a lot of people online who uh, don't like this movie and think people who like it are stupid. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I think a lot of the, the arguments against the movie are that um, maybe it glorifies some of it, but also it doesn't. Um, uh, that the... I, I guess there are some plot points in the movie that are a little flimsy in terms of mm -hmm. how get, how you're getting to certain points and that the overall premise itself is a, is a... From what I've seen, people who actually work in these type of fields say it, it doesn't... Ha they, to get to the point where she, what she's doing, it has to be a pretty rare circumstance where there's like no family and blah, 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 blah. But it's and, never impossible. Right. And then <laughs> in the case of this movie, like kind of the the initial one, there's this guy's son who's still around. Um, so that wouldn't happen essentially in, in real life. But otherwise, no, I mean, the movie itself is really good. I mean, Rosamund Pike's awesome. Like you said, there's there's... Uh, she's she's awful, you know, but um, she does a great job of being vile. Um, 
there's some funny moments. I mean, there, there's points of where you laugh. Um, they, you know, there, there's some. It's a very dark comedy at times. I think, um, but uh, no, it's it's really really well done. I, you know, I think, you know, both. I agree with Cody. It's definitely check it out. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page as both of you guys. I know that uh, I've talked to a handful of people. NPA being one of them. Shout out to him. Um, and we kind of discussed it where, yeah, there's some uh, logical plot points that maybe you have to disband your uh, imagination, uh, you know, believe, uh, disbelieve, or whatever the fuck that phrase Mind is. Mind freak, <laughs> Chris Angel. Yeah, that's the one. Mind freak! Um, <laughs> Mind freak! You have to just go with the flow, essentially. And, you know, some movies, you can do that. Some people are just poking holes through. And I think the biggest criticism from a lot of people is that, why would you, oh, why would you, why would they make this person the protagonist? And it's like, well, no, all these people are very bad people. Um, the also, message. Go ahead. I was gonna say. Also, those are the same people who fucking loved Walter White for Ex- five exactly. years. Exactly. Exactly. Didn't have a problem then. Exactly. <laughs> but guess what? This time it's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um, the there was a message in there. Obviously, like a cautionary tale that, like, hey, guess what? You know, this is probably happening to someone older that you might know someone through someone that you know basically this is happening Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe not to this level but also there's like an interesting message of kind of like the american dream and like if you want to get what you want if you want success fame fortune whatever you can't play by the rules and that's kind of what this character does is that's why she's so vile and evil and Mm -hmm. whatnot is because she's not playing by the rules and essentially cheating not playing by the rules the rules are set up and i'm not playing by (laughs) um but i will say um i would really like to uh have roseman pike just ruin my life um i think that that (laughs) is basically what i got from this movie yeah she can come steal all my money Um, yes i do like her a lot she's excellent in this you're right as to when the goal was to be hated she's fucking excellent and mm-hmm. in this and in Gone Girl. If you liked her in Gone Girl, I think you'll like her in this as well. So, yeah, suspension of disbelief will be necessary in a few parts. But this is getting a recommend um, from everyone here. So check this out. It's on Netflix now. I care a lot. So go check that one out. <clears throat> hey, Cody, what's that phrase? Something disbelief? What was it again? Suspend your disbelief. Suspend, suspend, suspend disbelief. disbelief. Okay. I got to write that my down. Break. I keep my, ugh, my brain. All I saw the up. whole – it was a whole Disband. traffic jam up there trying to get that one. Yep, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so Seth, we're gonna go to you next. Uh, you saw a couple uh-uh. of. Oh, okay. Um, you saw a couple yeah, movie. Uh, you saw a couple movies. So let's couple talk about movies. those. A couple of music documentaries. Um, and uh, I, I don't think it. These are two artists. I don't know if you could find two more different artists from one another. Um, oh, you'd be wrong. Why don't we just start? Mm-hmm. Why don't we start this one that you uh, that you saw? Because um, I'm thinking about watching this one anyway. So let me know if I should. Um, well, I, like I said, you're wrong because in both of these documentaries, they're actually linked up. There was a secret album that came out when Britney Spears was on the Mickey Mouse Club with Biggie. Whoa. Biggie was on the Missy, Mini, Mi, Mickey Mouse Club, but he, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's called Biggie and Britney. I didn't Biggie know that. And Britney. 
Oh. I didn't know Biggie was in the Mickey Mouse Club. That's see, you learn something new. That's why you watch documentaries, I guess. Yeah. Wow, hit that breaking news sounder. Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck is that? There we go. Break yourself, fool. <laughs> and that's when you break. Tight. Tight. Wow. The notorious Mouseketeer. That's how we got to say. Yes. <laughs> um. But yes. First one is about Biggie Smalls. It's called Biggie. I've got a story to tell. Oh, I got I a story was to hit tell. me Biggie one more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a documentary that takes place over, it tells basically the story of his whole life um, in an hour and a half. Um, one of my favorite movies from a decade or so ago, oh, longer than that now, oh, fuck, um, <laughs> um, is Notorious, um, it, which is the biopic about um, Notorious B.I.G. But... Uh, this goes into a little bit more. Cause that movie was like more about his rise in the rap world, um, specifically just that period of when he was getting to be really famous, and then to the point of his death. And this tells his entire story about him growing up. Um, they like even have maps that they kind of show, like a 3D map that they kind of make of like here's his house and the stoop he was on, and then here's the bad street with all the hustlers and then here's the street where his friend grew up and they kind of go all over the city because the the story of of biggie smalls doesn't exist without brooklyn and that's you know his that's his place um you know there's still up to this day murals of him all over that city so that borough so um that's pretty cool that they do that um the story is told kind of a, a bit all over the place though i mean it, it like it almost kind of like a the last dance where it would like tell something in the future, you know, happens later in his life, and then it goes back in time to earlier in his life and how that all relates, um, which is really cool. Um, there's some really, really interesting things, especially when they talk early on with him forming his style of, of music and his uh, flow and everything like that, of how they take certain musical instruments and, and past artists and kind of overlap them and, and show, like, how the influences of him as a kid turned him into who he was and i think that's something that not many people saw with him was um how he got there you know people saw some of his early like tapes of him rhyming and things like that and doing freestyles but they don't really know who he was when before he was 16 17 doing that you know he the, the music influence started when he was six and seven and so there was a lot of work put in it wasn't just you know he was a genius but it wasn't just you know, natural talent. He worked at it a lot um, and got to the point where he was. So I think that's the part I took away the most was seeing his early life on top of like the, his friend um, from growing up has always been into like recording things and, and video cameras. And so pretty much their entire run on top, there was his friend videotaping the whole thing. And so that's a majority of the footage on the documentary is that. Um, his friend's footage on an old video camera with like the big white dates and time in the corner and yes. all that stuff. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool too, as you get to see this rare footage that I don't think anyone has ever seen combined with some stuff that you've seen before too. Um, especially around his funeral with everyone um, celebrating um, instead of, you know, they're all out in the streets singing his songs and um, being happy and celebrating his life, which I think is such a cool, such cool footage to see um, in Brooklyn. But yeah, um, I 100% recommend it. If you're a fan of rap music or um, Biggie Smalls at all, it's definitely uh, one to check out for sure. 
And this is on Netflix? <clears throat> Netflix. I'm stoked to watch this one. I, I, Biggie stuff, we were talking a little bit about before the show, but he had such a unique style that's like, for a casual hip-hop fan, you don't really, unless you really take a close look, it's, it's hard to appreciate how much of an actual fucking expert. He wasn't just like one of these mm-hmm. dill holes now who's like, they run out and yell skeet and then, you know, <laughs> big car, skeet, hot girls, skeet. Like that that's not his fucking style. His is like, it's all about how many syllables and where everything is and the structure of it all. It's all really fucking intense and it's cool. I, I, so that's why I'm excited to see it is to see a mm-hmm. little bit more of that process and just learn more about Biggie because yeah. I don't think a lot of people take know a lot of, about him. They take a lot of footage of him freestyling and will put like lyrics up as it's going. So like subtitles, but they like kind of stylize it a little bit. And so you get to see all of the words of him freestyling and it's like, holy shit. Like, you know, I've never seen that before with, with his stuff. I've heard it, but I've never seen like the words pop up there. And the way that he raps, it's always storytelling. It's always some mm-hmm. sort of story he's telling in it. Um, but to see the story, like to see the lyrics up there and see the story in writing, what he's telling that all come a lot of his stuff comes straight from his brain. It's like holy shit! See, I was thinking on a whole different level. Pretty impressive. And I, I always, I, I use that inspiration for my uh, Glizzy's for breakfast version. No, that's the sacrament. <laughs> I'd say. No, Biggie is second to none. He's fucking awesome. Um, this is interesting. I want to go check this out. It's, it sounds like it'd be a good double feature with the old uh, Notorious movie. Did you run this back after you saw the doc, or are you planning on it? <laughs> I have not watched it, no, but I do own it on Blu-ray. There you go. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Uh, so check out, um, this is Biggie, I Got a Story to Tell. It's on Netflix now, uh, so you guys can check that one out. And uh, check out Notorious while you're at it. That's a favorite for Chef as well. Um, so keeping in the music realm, we have the much, much talked about documentary. You guys have both seen this. Um, I have not heard much, so take me through what you guys saw with uh, framing Britney Spears here. Yep, I was lucky enough to catch this one on Hulu. Um, it, it was tough to find though, because uh, oops, I did it again. I hit the Netflix button on my remote, so uh, <laughs> I just had to hit myself in the forehead one more time. So yeah, it was good. I tried, and I tried to Google toxic, and it was just a bunch <laughs> of ma- masculinity. Oh, man. <laughs> I typed yeah. a song of hers Such into the search event. bar and I clicked it and it didn't do anything, but it did say, hit me baby one more time. And so the second time it worked. You guys are a bunch of clowns. It feels like the circus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. But- All right. Yeah. and i don't think we want to work that title into any sort of humor (laughs) yeah probably not that's a good place to cut it off (laughs) all right yeah so we watched the britney spears documentary it's technically under um it's the new york York times Times, yeah Yeah. um it's the most recent one they've done a couple weeks ago i came out um it was an fx again about an hour 40 or so so not super long um, hour 15. It, hmm? It was an hour and 15 minutes. I think it's an hour 40. Well, maybe I watched the wrong one then. Did you? Did the you? I maybe don't know. Let me look while you're talking. 
it's essentially, I mean, I think hour and 14 minutes. Oh, maybe I was reading, maybe I was Dick Lusick and read it backwards or something. So basically it's, it's people have been talking a lot about um, Britney Spears and like her on Instagram and maybe sending decoded or sending coded messages based off what she's wearing and saying and things like that. Um, essentially that's been based around theories around her, um, what is the name of that? Con- yeah, con- yeah. Conservatorship. Yeah, the conservator of her estate, essentially, which is her father. And so people have been My wondering. My father been... <laughs> would like to know about this. Um, but uh, she, essentially her money and his entire everything is run by her father. And there's been a lot of speculation and legal battles over that. And so this documentary kind of tells the story of that but also starts by telling the story of her and how she got to that point um it's there's definitely some things i didn't know about with her and her career um and i didn't really i never really seen a a ton of her interviews so i didn't really know who she was like as a person other than just that growing up that there's britney spears she has these four or five songs that i know about um and that she's a huge star right so it, it tells the story of that early on getting up to her, you know, super level of fame and then kind of her fall and rise back a little bit again. And then what's going on now with the legal battles and some of her um, struggles with like um, mental health and things like that, too. So it's really interesting. Um, it's crazy, like legally what is going on there um basically it's based around this whole thing called the free britney movement so it's not like that one guy saying leave britney alone it's even though he <laughs> might have had a point oh yeah um, that guy was on to something <laughs> yeah um but it's a real movement the free britney movement like there's been like people there's like tons of people outside the courthouse like essentially kind of like protesting almost of like hey let her have her freedoms um it's crazy and she actually i won't say anymore but um it's it's a really interesting documentary so if you're a fan of if you just want to go back in time a little bit and and relive some of those 90s and 2000s you know those those uh those hit songs and the the feelings of those times and seeing fucking people go fucking nuts over britney spears i think that's cool to see but then also just learning about what's going on here and these conservatorships and how they work it's pretty crazy um almost kind of ties in a bit with the I care a lot in a way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if anyone watched that uh, I care a lot and thought, oh, the legal system shouldn't work that way, go and watch this framey Britney Spears because you find out that the legal system does in fact work that way. Yeah, Yeah. Seth, I think that I'm glad that you recommended this one because, yeah, it starts off, you know, kind of like, hey, what's going on today? And then it's like kind of a blast from the past, like back to when she – First was a thing, what, 10 years old or something? She was yeah. on some show, I and I was like, holy crap, I didn't know that she was doing it, you know, that young. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, the Hit Me Baby One More Time was, she was 17, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she owned the world at this time. Mm-hmm. They they talk about it, and they, they really showcase kind of how she took over, how she became this name, but also related to all these groups that like kind of felt like out of place and whatnot. Like, I think the biggest thing is the interviews because again, I didn't really yeah. know her or I thought I knew her persona, but mm-hmm. she sounds like she knew everything that was going on. She was a businesswoman. She had her 
particular tastes in every part of the show, the music, the business, Mm -hmm. the tour, the outfits, everything. And then you just see how the paparazzi ruined her almost. Like Mm -hmm. this – uh, there's a lot of stuff with mental health in this, uh, mm-hmm. uh, pushing someone to the breaking point and wanting that. And now in today's age, you know, we're all uh, conscious about that and being like, oh, if you need help, go and see it. Back then it was like, oh, we is Britney breaking down? She shaved her head and yeah. you know, all of this stuff. Um, if you're a fan of her, highly recommend this if you're any sort of curious of kind of like the backstory and kind of what is happening today because the today stuff is just as interesting as kind of that middle part of her career and the weird thing is i think we were talking while uh playing video games i didn't understand that huge success owning the world literally disappears and then comes back and does it again Mm -hmm. um it's crazy. And then also, you know, the conspiracy stuff and the free Britney movement <laughs> and whatnot. Like, I, I really do kind of wish and hope we do get more into this because that, that hour and 15 minutes just felt like, ah, you know, they, they could have dove into a little bit more, like, you know, the other influences or other up-and-coming artists at that time and how she maybe had to compete with these people or mm-hmm. um, anything like that. Uh, it was it was It was very good. I liked it. Man. Boom. I got to see this, especially now that I know it's shorter than I thought it was. I got to see this definitely. Um, it's funny. We were we talked a little bit about this in the, uh, in the I don't know, in the last couple of days. And going back to what when we were talking about fucking Mr. Potato Head and stuff, like it's we can look back. So we were, you know, teenage boys when she was kind of at her peak. And so Boys. we were all horn, horned up for her. But like looking <laughs> back at some of those interviews and stuff like that, um, it's really gross the way that she yeah. was treated. Like, yeah. You don't need to be looking for very long to be able to tell that. And and then you look at like now and we're really not any better to these fucking celebrities. Um, and so it's it's almost one of those situations where I think we got to take a good look at ourselves and go like, yeah, this wasn't really ever right. We got to fucking knock this off or we're just going to keep ruining them um, in this way, like you said. And then the, the gall of, of people to be like, we're we're gonna give you a meltdown and then write about you having a meltdown. As it's so it's so fucking disgusting, but interesting um, to to kind of learn more about. And hopefully, you know, people can learn from this shit and not do it to other people. But we'll see. I think celebrities are gonna get taken advantage of till the end of time. But um, maybe this will help some. But uh, yeah, the Britney stuff pretty fucking insane. A lot of folks talking about this. I'm gonna go check it out myself. It's framing Britney Spears. This is on Hulu right now, um, so you can go check that one out. If you want to learn more. All right, let's get to two more here. Um, and it's funny, these have very similar names. Um, which one do you guys want to talk about first? I think both of you saw each of these. Do I have this right? No, Jared no. didn't see one of them. Okay, well, Seth, you talk about this one first then. Yeah, no, my land. It's on Hulu right now. I saw it in the theater, uh, but it's free on Hulu. Um, Stars Francis McDormand, and that is it. That's the only other actor in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by Chloe Zhao, um, who did The Rider a couple years ago. Um, that's, again, the one where there's, like, one actor. Or actually, I don't even know if there's any actors in that one. They're all... I mean, they're 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 acting in the movie. Everyone in that and also Nomadland are acting, but they're all people who aren't 
traditionally actors is the first thing they've done. Wait a minute. So you're saying there's people in this film that are acting, but they're not actors, but they're acting, so they should be actors? Ooh. Inception. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um, but essentially the story here, no, Frances McDormand is... Um, she's gone through some loss in her life. She's essentially doesn't have a ton of money, um, and she works freelance, quote-unquote freelance jobs. Essentially, it's seasonal, a lot of seasonal works. Um, she does work at, like, an Amazon warehouse um, doing whatever there, you know, boxing and putting in, you know, getting orders ready and stuff. Um, but then she'll also go work at, like, a state park and, like, do a whole bunch of different jobs. And essentially, she takes all the money she has, all the assets she has, she puts it all together and buys a van. And so that's how she's nomad land she's nomading she's going around finding work where she can um living life as simple as possible in this van um and the, the movie is essentially her meeting these people along the way and uh, moving forward in life um the, you know she again she's had some loss has a lot of grief and so the movie is that journey of her meeting people and doing these different jobs and and moving forward into a new stage, essentially. Um, it's interesting that you can do this in a world where there's no actors. <laughs> you know, she's she's playing against people who the audience can believe because we don't know who these people are. And I think these people are living also in these scenarios. Essentially, Nomadland is a place where a bunch of people who have vans and RVs and things congregate. Um, and so I'm, I, I'm, I'm a, it sounds from my understanding that these people do that and are in this movie. <laughs> so, um, but they're playing characters. So there's some really, um, really emotional relationships, I think in this movie. Um, there's one in particular, and again, I don't know any names because I don't know these people. So I forgot the <laughs> names, but, um, there's one in particular with an older lady who, um, is, um, sick and passing away so she's helping her move on to you know, essentially go to die but letting helping her live these last few weeks and enjoy life and things like that and then there's also a relationship she has with a woman who just helps her out um at a certain point when she's um has issues with her van and things like that and they uh or have it has issues where with what she's doing with her job and helps her out with work that's what it is and she moves and finds her and has and a good chunk of the movie is their relationship. So it's a movie. It's, it seems like they kind of filmed like they had an idea what they were doing and just kind of went with the flow in a way, but had the general like outline of the, the story's grief and moving on and things like that. So um, I liked it a lot. I mean, Francis McDormand is, is great as always. Um, and I, I think that the, the story is simple enough, but interesting enough with, the the not actors who are acting and uh there's the it's not not a story you've really seen a whole lot so i'd recommend checking it out it's not a super maybe this is the movie that's like an hour and 40 minutes maybe that's what i was <laughs> thinking of i don't know um not super long though from what i remember um and i think it'll it, it's already gotten some award buzz so i think it'll be included in that oscar best picture category um yeah check it out yeah, you brought up the uh, the director, Chloe Zhao. She won Best Director Golden Globe um, this past weekend. So we'll see what uh, what other 
awards love they get uh, when Oscar time rolls around. But yeah, this is getting quite a bit of love out there. Uh, so Hulu has this now, Nomadland. If you want to get uh, get your Frances McDormand on, um, sounds like she's great once again. So go check that one out. Once again, that one's on Hulu. Uh, and this final one is one that the two of you saw. Pretty similar name here on this one, so don't get them confused. Uh, this one's just called Land. Um, JB, why don't you why don't you run us through this one? <clears throat> Yeah, so this was one of those movies that I was uh, fortunate enough to watch during Sundance. Um, It's the directorial debut from Robin Wright, and very much kind of a smaller story. I mean, it's her and a handful of other people. Basically, the opening is you just see this woman kind of going through a conversation with someone like a family member or a friend and whatnot and it's not really you know there's there's a tension between them and she essentially goes off sells everything essentially buys a u-haul goes out into like wyoming montana something like that into the wilderness and just lives off the land i mean and buys a van <laughs> and buys a van yeah basically <laughs> no spoiler these are the same movies no yeah. they're not. um no 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 um this one uh it's it's an interesting thing because you don't fully know the full story going through it and you know there's flashbacks there's interesting conversations with people that she runs into and whatnot that fleshes out what this main character is dealing with um I think the one thing that I fully liked the most was the the just out in the wilderness filming like the the scenery the the sunsets the just this movie was really beautiful to look mm-hmm. at and whatnot and also this was um you know maybe I'm getting ahead of myself but this was uh, definitely a wet Cody I did get a little bit teary-eyed during certain <laughs> portions of it just because the 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 stuff that you eventually find out the main character is dealing with mm-hmm. and the people that she meets up with and also their life basically you know everyone's dealing with certain things and um yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. It was interesting for sure. I'm. Cu- I'm curious to hear what you have to say, Seth, and maybe I can build off of that because again, I haven't watched it in maybe a, what a month now. <laughs> yeah, and it's been a few weeks for me too. But yeah, um, yeah, I agree with a lot with what you're saying. Um, there, I think similarly to Nomadland, there's uh, it's a movie about grief and moving moving forward. Um, I think this one's a little bit more. I mean, this this is all actors, obviously. So, like compared to no, Nomadland, this is it's definitely got more themes and more deeper meanings than a bit than um, Nomadland does. But I think it's a really really good debut for Robin Wright. Um, I think she's great in the movie too as the lead. Um, and yeah, like Jared said, there's some because it's in the snow and and mountains and stuff. There's some really awesome shots of like that snow and. Um, so maybe some of the melting snow, like some, you know, really cool Nate nature shots. Nature. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty neat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to add to it. I think, um, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. Maybe not. I mean, again, I, I, I went to the theater to see it. I think most people pay 20 bucks to see it on, on VOD right now. I think it's worth that. Um, I don't know if it'll be in the, the, you know, best picture Oscars, discussion um potentially maybe i could definitely see maybe uh cinematography in there too some of those Mm -hmm. shots but um yeah i think it's definitely worth checking out yeah for robin wright's first time uh you know directing i mean again this is a smaller scale story and everything and movie and whatnot but i thought she did a phenomenal job with it phenomenal phenomenal is wonderful this movie wonderful land 
Wonderful. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so Land is out there now. Go check out Robin Wright. You can get this one um, via rental. So check that one out now. All right, so that wraps up what we've already seen. Um, but Jared, you've seen some preview stuff. So why don't you give us a taste of what we're going to be reviewing next week oh, once Seth and I have yeah. caught up with you. It's coming right for us! Oh, I'll give you a taste, people. I'll give you a taste. <laughs> um, there's two movies. I didn't get to the third one yet, so we'll talk about that probably next week. But uh, just some things to look out for this weekend. We got Raya and the Last Dragon, the new one from Disney. Um, select movie theaters, hopefully around you if you're looking for it, hit up the movie theater. Otherwise, if you do want to get your family together and whatnot, you can also pay that $30 on Disney Plus Premier Access. But um, some just quick thoughts. Again, my, my full review is on YouTube, but uh, Disney, you did it again. I mean, the animation, this Oops, is the most... I did, <laughs> did it again. again. Yeah, um, this is... The most action-packed Disney movie, I would probably say, like, animated one. Um, the fight Even more than Incredibles? Yeah, I, w- I think so. Wow. I think so. The Shit. fight choreography. I mean, honestly, this movie feels like Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I will say that. And the okay. music is video- very, like, video game-esque. I mean, I if you guys have that chance, check this one out. Maybe not yeah, the $30. The um, yeah, go to the movie theater. Um, I will. We, we, we don't have family. We don't have family. So if you're wanting to, you know, maybe spend $30, cool. But otherwise, movie theater. And then the other one I watched is a Hulu movie coming out this Friday called Boss Level. Um, essentially, it's uh, an action movie mixed with the Groundhog Day uh, gimmick, I guess, or genre of repeat days over. Um, Frank Grillo, I, I had a fun time with it. I wouldn't say that it's amazing. Um, you know what you're kind of getting into. Um, repeating days, different situations. A little bit convoluted. Uh, maybe skip this one. Ooh, okay. All righty. <gasps> well, we'll see on boss level. But uh, Ryan the Last Dragon is absolutely on my list. I'm, I don't know. I, I don't really have any friends or family to get together here. Like Gina and I can maybe watch it, see if I can get her to split the 30 bucks with me. Because uh, I do yeah. really want to see that one. It looks amazing. I saw your TikTok review, and you pointed out just the visuals and how it looks, and it looks fucking insane. I can't wait. Um, so we'll talk about that one next week. Um, so make sure you come on back for Raya and The Last Dragon, and then we'll see if we can uh, talk a little boss level as well if we do catch that one. So that's what's coming we up for us next. Dragon. We are Flaming Dragon. We are Flaming Dragon. Flaming Dragon. Fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So those those are coming up next week. It's coming right for us! And that's going to wrap us up this week for What Did You Watch? What? 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 What did you watch? All righty. Well, you know that means we are just about through with this week's episode. But before we do leave, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Okay, so my one more thing is um, a... I hope this isn't premature, but a a congratulations, a good job to the people out there like me. Um, I think I've talked about this on the on the show before. I've I'm seasonal affective. Um, I typically get pretty depressed over the winter months, and it just kind of shuts me down for a little while. Um, I hope that doesn't come across too much in the show, but like you know, it happens. You you run at a little bit lower bandwidth over the winter, and today was finally the day where it was like a nice spring day 
here in Bend. And I walked the streets. I didn't have a coat on. It was like 60 degrees. Seems like it's warming up in a lot of places. The sun is out. The days are getting longer. So if you're like me, you made it through another winter. Give yourself a pat on the back and let's get into this spring and summer shit because I've been in such a good mood this week with the good weather. I'm ready to get back out there and start doing some stuff. Uh, some of the restrictions are coming up. Stuff's getting open. So we're getting there, folks. Don't get too ahead of ourselves, but we're getting there. We've almost made it. Man, uh, I guess uh, my one more thing, almost the same as yours, where it was, yeah, a very uh, nice day. Today I went and walked. Um, I will be honest, um, I've been struggling lately, really, really bad, weekly. We were going to have this as a topic. Um, talk to someone if you if you can, if you're dealing with anything out there. Um, you know, I guess cry it out. It's okay. No one knows what's going on. And it's very funny for me to all say this because I don't believe any of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if I could, you know, <laughs> channel everything I'm saying right now and giving advice to other people, I would be okay. But it's, I guess it's okay to not be okay. But also, uh, uh, maybe see someone, uh, if you, if you're, you know, uh, listening to a Creed song six feet from the edge or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely fucking do that. We don't have a better help subscription or uh, sponsorship, but they're pretty great. Um, so reach out to those folks if you do need someone to talk to. I go to therapy and it's fucking awesome. It's the best thing I do. Um, so go and do that if you need some help. Talk to some folks or or have a podcast with your buds and just do that. <laughs> or masturbate furiously. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all of the above. I mean, I, I, I'm probably 10,000 hours proficient in that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's more like 10,000 seconds. But <laughs> Oh, no. Good God. What's the... Uh, oh, here's the time test for you. See if you Gooey. get all the way to the end. I bet not. <laughs> God. Y'all are nasty. I am the queen. Oh yeah. I guess the only thing I can think of, um, we talked about it a little bit before the show, but this fr- Thursday, today, when this posts, I believe, uh, CBS All Access becomes Paramount Plus. Use the Plus. promo code SoCo Show for fifteen percent off. No. Plus. Um, That's not we, true. We that last part's not true. <laughs> yeah, don't use that code. Um, they do have a code right now for fifty percent off for a year, which I did. So I guess maybe that's what I'll I'll plug. Paramount Plus. Um, I checked it out before uh, this weekend before it was turned to Paramount Plus when it's still CBS. They added a lot of stuff recently, um, a ton of Nickelodeon, old Nickelodeon shows. So if you're fans of like all that, the Amanda Show, um, Drake and Josh is on there, iCarly, and then the cartoons like Cat Dog, Rugrats, Ariel Monsters, Wild Thornberries, um, Angry Beavers, Danny Phantom, My Life as a Teenage Robot. Did I say oh, as told shit. by Ginger? As told by Ginger's know. on there. That's it's Fairly Odd Parents on there. Fairly Odd Parents is on there. All yeah. three Fairly Odd Parents movies is on there. The Legends of the Hidden Temple movies on there. Um, all kinds of shit. All, all kinds of stuff um, for Nickelodeon fans. Um, but they're also doing. I don't know. If, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but they're doing a lot of extra stuff. They're reviving shows like iCarly. <laughs> I'm only focusing on Nickelodeon. Um, they're doing a ton of uh, new like live sports and they're put the I think the biggest thing for movie fans is they're putting all of their all of Paramount's upcoming movies including um, uh, Mission Impossible will be on their service within 45 days of launch uh, or release date of the movie so basically within a month and a half 
if you don't want to go to the theater, you can wait and see Mission Impossible 7 on the streaming service. So I think that's pretty cool. And actually, as of launch, too, I think as of the 4th, the new SpongeBob movie is on there as well. So if you don't want to go out to the theater, it's 5 bucks a month for the ad service, 10 for not. Um, so, yeah, check it out. I've, I've liked the CBS version. I'm excited to see what the Paramount Plus upgrade looks like. Booyah. I'm stoked. I got your passcode on that, so I'm stoked to get in there and watch like, the Twilight Zone, check out some of that old SpongeBob stuff. Uh, yeah, check out Paramount Plus. It sounds like it's going to be a worthwhile one, and it's not uh, mm-hmm. not incredibly expensive. So get out there and check that one out, folks. So do that. Give yourself a pat on the back for making it through the winter, and if you need help, find some. Uh, that's going to do it for another week's One More Thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to do it for episode 185 of the SoCo Show. Thank you guys for bringing it back yet again. Uh, Big shouts out to all of our sponsors and all of our anchor wankers. Uh, You guys go a long way toward keeping this show going. Again, a lot of exciting stuff in the works. Your anchor wankership is is as important now as ever. Um, So help us grow that out. Let let your friends know. Um, Bring them on to the show. Share this episode with them. Uh, Share last week's episode with the great interview with them and uh, help us grow this party a little bit. Uh, but big shouts out to our existing anchor wankers as well. And to Wank. everyone else who's not an anchor wanker, we appreciate you spending the Wank. time with us. You're helping us out just by clicking this episode. Um, Jared, so over on uh, J Buck Studios YouTube and TikTok, by the way, can we get a TikTok count check? And then also um, what is uh, what can folks look for out on the YouTubes this weekend? Yeah, I actually just checked. We are at 93,000, so Ooh. get in there, people. We're going to hit that Ooh. 100K, and we're going to have a huge party. Fuck yeah. Ooh. Huge party. And then uh, coming over to the channel this weekend, we have Coming to America, the sequel, uh, the Eddie Murphy sequel um, from, uh, what, Amazon Studios coming this weekend. Uh, the season finale of WandaVision. Ooh, be there, people. It's going to be epic. We'll be getting Um, up early on Friday. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I might might try to actually go live at 2 a.m. We'll see. We'll Uh see. Um, Otherwise, yeah, you know, just chilling this weekend, hopefully. Booyah. Well, make sure you guys get over there, follow, subscribe, whatever the the platform decides. Make sure you're on the YouTube and the TikTok uh, for J-Buck Studios. Links in the description to all of that stuff. So again, uh, thank you guys for joining us on 185. We'll be back in seven days for the next one. Also, mark your calendars. March 25th is going to be their next live show over on J-Buck Studios. Jared Buckendall. Make sure you guys mark your calendars for that. Join us at 8 p.m. Central. Um, would love to see you in the comments there and make you part of the conversation. So uh, we'll see you in a few weeks for that one. We'll be back next week with some audio for you. Um, But for now, that's going to wrap us up for the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and the so host, Seth Ott. I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.